Welcome to the Degenerate Sports Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm your host, sitting here with the other three super degenerates, Murph, Nick, and Scott. Busy week in the NHL. Busy week and a half, two weeks. We haven't talked about it in so long because of Super Bowl, NFL playoffs. Jack Eichel returns to Vegas. Played his first game the other night. A little rough. Wasn't that great. I think game two for him is tonight. Uh, Scott, did you watch any of that game? I did watch some of the game. I expected it to be uh, high scoring, and I was I was wrong. I was really hoping Jack Eichel was going to get on the score sheet in the first game, but I guess I'm just going to have to hammer him tonight to get an assist, and hopefully they can do it against the Kings. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very excited to see what he's going to do on Vegas. Uh, I think... He was a really good player on a really bad team. And, I mean, I wish Mark Stone was in the lineup uh, so that lineup could, or that top line could be even better than it already is. But, yeah, exciting to see how this is going to go tonight. Yeah, he played a decent amount of minutes for his first game back, 17 and a half minutes. Like, that's pretty solid. Won eight, eight of his 11 faceoffs. A couple stupid penalties, but, I mean, whatever, shaking the rust off kind of thing. So, first game back in, what, over a year anyway, so. Yeah, how much can you really expect from the guy, regardless no. of how good you think he is? Exactly. I didn't expect <clears throat> 17, uh, that's over a, 17 it's, minutes. It's a, lot, it's a lot of minutes for a first game of the year, yeah. I mean, he's playing first line, so, I mean, how can the guy not succeed? He's got Patches and Dadnov right now, unfortunately. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> Patches is pretty solid to have as a line mate. I mean, It's probably the best line mate he's ever had. Oh, it definitely is the best well, line. Well, no, he did have Taylor Hall. They didn't make much music together. But did, he, did he have Skinner? He had Skinner his good year, too, didn't he? Or no? Skinner had one good year before he got paid paid that nine and a half mil a year. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had Skinner that year. So, I mean, he's had some decent guys, but Patches is the best one he's had, I would have to say. Yeah, in that top power play, I mean, that's that's a pretty... Yeah. Pretty solid. And when Stone when Stone gets back, like that's definitely the best oh, linemates yeah. he's ever had by far. Yeah, Stone probably won't be back till the playoffs. I think they're gonna. Oh, they're, 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 they're pulling they're a Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. It's it's a Tampa. It's called it's, a Tampa shuffle now. It's called the uh, Nikita Kucherov rule. <laughs> yeah, Stone coming back then. They probably get a little bit more cap space still. They probably pick up another player. <laughs> they're yeah. actually pretty buried in cap space. Are they? In or they had to move Stone to the long term IR just to bring Eichel off of it. Oh. Well, Stone's like nine and a half. Eichel's ten and a half. You know. Well, that's not. That's they're not great. So they better figure something yeah. for next year, basically. Otherwise, they're in trouble. I know there has been rumors that they're trying to get uh, uh, reunited with Flurry. I don't know if that's that's true or not. Yeah, but. Kelly McCrimmon squashed the shit out of that. Every, everything I hear from Flurry is before Flurry got. Went to Chicago in the first place. Like he wanted to be assured that he wasn't leaving. So, I I could still see him getting traded. We <laughs> talked about it in the last time we talked about hockey. I, I mean, why would Chicago keep him? No, <laughs> but he has no, he has no move. He has no trade, so they can't just move him because they fucking feel like moving him. There's no yeah. point for them to keep him. But he said he wanted to. Fin- he said he didn't want to move again. If I'm relocating my family, I want to be done with it. I mean, ultimately, I think we'd all love to see him back in Pittsburgh. Finish his career. Not me. No. No. But where are they going to play him there? I mean, I don't trust Jerry. Jerry's the better goalie. Oh, hundred percent. At this point, yes. Flurry's still great. That'd be a pretty good backup. I mean, like, uh, what is he sh- making? Seven million dollars yeah, a year. They're paying him way too much. Well, you're only, you're only paying some of that cap hit, though. I mean, 
This year, paying good. enough of it. <laughs> or is he a free agent at the end of this year? Uh, I think two, he's I got think. one year. Yeah, left. I think he has one year left. Yeah, so I guess. So then it'd be a lot of money to eat as a backup. <laughs> I just can't see that happening. Especially when Latang wants that. Uh, yeah. Pay raise. Yeah, it makes it hard to fit. Yeah, that it in. just. I don't know. To me, it's just. It's, that's it's that's nostalgia. This, this is probably going to be his last year. I mean, he might have another year after this, but Pittsburgh's in the top in that uh, division. Why not? Pick up Flurry. I'm pretty sure, he has, on top. pretty sure he has one more year left. But if he doesn't have one year left, then yeah, Pittsburgh would make tons of sense. Go there. You're only eating part of his cap hit. Reuniting, maybe get that one more cup. I don't know if he's enough to push them over for that or not. But I don't. I, how would he push them over? Like you say, he's going to sit on the well, bench. It, it, it gives Yari the it gives Yari the, the ability to fucking like get Rest rested before, yeah, playoffs, and not be gassed before playoffs even get around. I suppose. I don't know. Nate McKinnon. That man was a bulldozer. He didn't like Nolan Patrick that much. Gave him a little <laughs> dirty shot. A lot of people crying for suspension, but no suspension for him. You know. Should be suspended. I mean, I think there was a couple people on this podcast angry when Taylor Hall gave there, a little nudge. I think, there, I think there was only one. <clears throat> yeah, there was only one Fuck that you, was really Fuck you, Taylor I'm still here. <laughs> but let's, let's be honest, like, McKinnon did not. Um, try to get out of the way of this. Like he fully, he, he, he I, I, I rewatched oh, yeah. the video so many times, he, man. He, he left his feet almost to make sure his shoulder found yeah. Nolan Patrick's head. Yeah, and the puck and the puck was already like long gone. I, I'm a big fan of like old oh, yeah. school, yeah. the Rock'em Sock'em stuff. It was a back and, check and, from behind, and, and, and I'm and I've watched this video. I, I probably forty t- different times. I watched, I watched it over and too, over yeah. and over at different angles. It looked bad. I, I can't even get behind this one. I didn't like it. And personally, I think that if he had the track record of some other players in the NHL, he probably would have got a, a hefty oh, suspension for 100%. it. 100%. Yeah. He, it, there was no attempt to avoid him. No, no. There was attempt to target the head. Yep. Yeah. Yep. On a guy that has had massive yeah. concussion issues. A guy that does career. not need any more knocks on the fucking no, dog, no. and he's already it, messed it, up as it, it is. It looked bad. I mean, he's the, he's the boy from... Halifax, I mean, yeah, it sucks, but that was that was greasy. Yeah, you don't like shitting on the guy from the hometown, but man, that was uh, almost bad. That there's no way to spin that one as a good hit. I mean, we have another guy from Halifax who got suspended six games for what to me looked like a little, just a little punch in the head. I don't think he got the suspension for the punch in the head. He though. got the suspension. He got the suspension the for swinging the 100%. stick at the head. Swinging it. When the, yeah, when the, when poked the, him. It was a poke. Man, I rewatched that video a bunch of times too. Man, he, he swung that stick fairly good. He's just lucky the ref was pushing him away from Yari the whole he time. He poked him. He I, didn't. And he, I, he didn't. That was the beginning. He probably doesn't get suspended. He didn't connect well, but the intent was to connect well. well. He got the, the intent. Re- the, the, the ref pushed him away. Is what only reason he didn't reach the goalie. Hard. I, I don't know, man. I just I, I feel like there's such a double standard in the NHL. Well, he already got suspended three games early in the year, man. You repeat offender. It doesn't matter. At what point do you say somebody deserves to be suspended? It's not it got anything to do with repeat offender or not. Well, the intent to injure, in my opinion, for Nathan McKinnon on Nolan Patrick was there. He targeted the head. Yeah. He hit oh, the I, head. I agree. Nathan and like Scott said, McKinnon should be suspended. And like Scott said, Nolan Patrick has he, he yeah, hasn't but, lived up to his lofty expectations in the NHL, and he's battled concussion issues since he's been in the NHL. Yeah, but who who cares about injury? I don't, I don't give a fuck what Nolan Patrick's issues is, man. I don't care if he's crying at home every night. doesn't matter. 
a hit's a hit. It doesn't matter who McKinnon hit like that. It was a dirty hit. Hundred percent. So don't so don't bring in like the Patrick thing because I mean that's just like trying to like what, get like a sympathy vote for fucking Mike McKinnon to get suspended. So no, okay, so I think I'm the only person here that actually probably watched this game in real time. Like I was watching this at work when it happened. And when it, <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, don't uh, don't judge me on that one. I have yeah. a, I have a great uh, great job. But when I was watching it, I mean. Honestly, the punch, it was a love tap. I, I don't even think... Uh, that's agree, more or less... It was just a friendly little tap. The stick, if Jerry's helmet wasn't on, I don't think he'd have been hurt with that stick tap. I'm sorry, swing, it wasn't a fucking swing. It wasn't a swing. It wasn't, exactly. It wasn't malicious it was or a anything poke. like that. There was a lot of jarring going on during the whole entire game. <laughs> it wasn't... No, it, no it, it I wasn't, watched the video like 30 it, times today. No. It was not a poke. It was an overhand swing down. And that's in our opinion... It, an overhead swing, yeah. But he come up and caught him in the chin, yeah. Come on, are you fucking blind? But he fucking still swung it down on him afterwards too. It was like a fucking flail at him. He poked him. Yeah, he came no, up it's... on him with the stick. He didn't fucking. No. He came back down with the stick too afterwards. But well, the NHL doesn't have like like they have a zero tolerance policy for the stick anywhere near somebody's head, especially a goalie. Well, especially a goalie. But six games. Six games was rough. That was too many. That Six was too games many. was excessive. Well, but they already had him with a three that can't almost. It's it's hard to go three again because it's the repeat offender thing that the NHL always strives on. That if previous suspension happened, you're going to get nailed again, worse the next time. But I feel and then if he gets suspended again this year, it'll be fucking probably twelve games. If he goes again this year, if he keeps getting suspended, they're going to keep upping it to tell him, yeah. "Fuck off, stop doing stupid stuff," and you won't get suspended. To me, the system's a little broke. I mean. Yes, he did get suspended three years for this, or uh, sorry, three games early in the year for the slew foot. But uh, before that, he hadn't been suspended in like three or four years. Like, I mean, the guy was doing okay, but the guy has like fucking twelve career suspensions. He's man. only got like, like eight. Oh, so I'm sorry. We're not Tom Wilson here. So but much yes, better. But still, PK Subban, the guy slew foots a guy every like three games. Seems like it. And doesn't get suspended. He got fined the last time, which was his third or fourth of the season, for like 15000 bucks. That guy doesn't get suspended, even though he's had a little bit of history in the past. But Marshawn gets three games, and now he gets six for a little bit of a love tap with a fucking stick. And, and it's, To me, it's ridiculous. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Because the two things are not relatable. You get suspended for a slew foot, and then you get suspended for giving a guy a poke with a stick. They're not the same thing. If you're targeting, you hit somebody in the head and tear their head off and you get suspended and then you go out 15, 20 games later and hit somebody in the head again, yes, I understand your your suspension should go up because you're it's the exact same thing again and again and again. But yeah. they're not the same instances. Yes, it's a suspension, but it's for something completely different. Like I said, so, it, but, it comes back to trying to protect the goal. <clears throat> That's the main thing, I think. That's what it comes so, back to. When talking about McKinnon, you said... Targeting the head, 100% suspension. I don't care if it connected or not. The stick was swung at the head. That's not the same thing? Swing, no, poke. No. I don't. I don't, I didn't see a swing. I saw a poke. And nobody's going to convince me otherwise. I have two eyes. I, I have 20-20 vision. It was a fucking poke. Mine's, it's better. Mine's better than 20 See, what, what gives it away for me is after the game, they interviewed Jerry on the hit and on the little the scuffle or whatever it was. Him and Marshawn had been scuffling the whole entire game, and then this happened. Yeah. And what Jerry said after the game was, "It was a heat of the moment. This thing should stay on the ice." Right. He he downplayed it. I mean, 
it is what it is. It's a fucking it's but a he's battle. A like I said, he's he, a professional. He's gonna like I said, it's, it's not the fact well, that he I mean, it's not the fact that he fucking hit him. It's, the fact, he, it's not the fact of how hard he hit him. It's the fact that he tried to hit him in the head with a stick, and it's a goalie. It's intent, not it's it's, it's intent, exactly. not what actually happened. And that's if why he, he if he got, got hurt, if he went down, like actually been over any amount of time, Marshawn would get like fucking twelve to fifteen. Okay, if he missed if he missed games. But one other thing, just before Mur- Murph gets all ramped up, here, up. He, he can, he <laughs> steroids. Can, he can start building as I'm saying this. At the I think it was the start of this year, Pavel Buchnevich got suspended. I think was it two games? I I, haven't, I didn't look it up. I'm not sure. But he headbunted. That uh, Kroos kid on uh, Arizona Coyotes headbutted him. That guy's an asshole, though. I mean, two games for a headbutt. It, it doesn't matter. A headbutt. That's like is a headbutt or using a weapon on somebody's head. Come on, Murph. The oh, weapon oh, sounds. Oh, oh man, I'm on your side, but the weapon sounds terrible. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I'm a firm believer. I agree with what you're saying. If he would have done something to Yari, and he would have. Hurt him, and Yari just say he misses ten games. You know what, Marshawn, you're sitting for ten games. You hurt the guy. Yeah, yeah, they never do that. If Nolan right? Patrick misses, I don't even. He might be back now. I don't know, but um, because of his history of injuries, if he misses the next two months, in my opinion, Nathan McKinnon does not step foot in an NHL game for two months. Yeah, but they never it, do that. It should be that way, though. If you want to show players how serious you are about injuries and you're taking their player safety to the next level so you okay. hurt, if you go out and you're proven that you intentionally hurt that person if they miss two months you're missing so, two months so circumstance yeah. if he hits nolan patrick patrick has a concussion history he's concussed never plays hockey again mckinnon can't play hockey again well there's a there's a <laughs> you gotta yeah. you gotta draw a little bit of a line but at the same time you you can't. I, I understand what you're saying. You can't. Like, he does have a bit of a history, but it's one of those things. You went out and you targeted that guy's head. Oh, I agree. Nobody is good. He should have got a suspension. 100%. I don't care if it's his first dirty play yep. in the NHL. Hundred percent. Yeah. You're suspended. Yeah. And we're going to show you that is unacceptable. Yeah. No. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. The intent to injure thing is the big thing for me. To me, that wasn't there with Marshawn. It wasn't there. Nope. What else was he swinging a stick for? Exactly. He wasn't swinging a stick. He poked. Man, it was a poke. At what? At what? He already punched him in the face. I know it was a love tap. He didn't hit him higher. The referee, the referee was trying to push him to put him in the box for the penalty he already had, and he felt the need to swing a stick. Even if it's not swinging, he poked it. Why? What? What were we doing? What were we doing? What was the reason for doing? It's the heat of the fucking moment. I mean, the his heat of the own moment team to fucking call him. So, the heat, so like, the heat of the moment when I get in a fight with when I get in a fucking argument with somebody is maybe to punch them in the no, face. No, okay. So should I fucking do no. it? Jason Spezza kneeing Pionk for retaliation in the fucking head, going out of his way twenty fucking yards to skate straight at his head, knee him while he was on all fours is intent to injure. Yeah, it's definitely headbutting a guy that's right a, that's in the a, that's fucking a worse, head. That's a worse one. Yeah, that's yeah, worse. and he got lesser suspension because he's not a repeat offender. Repeat offenders. It can't doesn't matter if you fucking try to physically go out and end a guy's career by kneeing him in the fucking head. <laughs> but it the, NH, the NHL takes it's broken. Re- takes the system re- is broken. But that's the system. Yeah, that's the we're system. About the system. We can only go by the rules that we have to apply. The but rules we have to apply is repeat offenders get nailed way worse. All they which pre- means Marshawn gets nailed way worse. Unfortunately, all they preach. Not even unfortunately, fuck that. I don't care. All they preach. Time and time again, is player safety is our number one priority. So to me, it shouldn't matter if you're a repeat offender or you're a but first time you, offender. But you know, like man, it's just like work, man. Safety, 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 until it's something that's their fucking problem, and then don't worry well, about if it. If you're not going to take it seriously, don't take it seriously for anybody. If you if you claim to take it seriously, you got to take it serious 
every single time I take it you run into when it an works issue. For them. When it works yeah. for them, I don't think like it shouldn't be that. Like it shouldn't be. I don't think there's anybody here that disagrees that he should have been suspended. Yes. It's yes. just the six games. It's too much. Six Even games. for a re- repeat offender. Exactly. It seemed much. excessive. He's done a hell of a lot worse. Games. Yeah. Too He's much. done a hell of a lot worse in his career. Yeah. I mean, I could have saw maybe a two or three game but suspension. That's a terrible basis. He's fucked people up way worse than that before, so we can't give him a lot He's of games. He's been suspended and fined a lot over his career. Yeah. He has. For dirty plays. But that's the type of player that he is. Yes, and like I said, he, he toes the line kind of thing or whatever. Like, he plays out one. He needs to. Okay. That, that's his game, and he plays it well most of the time. But then he does, he gets hot. I get hot, too. I understand it. But he does, unfortunately, when he gets hot, he does stupid shit. And in his fucking sport, it ends up costing him games. So he's appealing it. He didn't travel. He'll probably end up getting, like, four. Yeah, so today, I think this game here would mark his... Uh, his fifth game because I think he's already played four, so he could technically come back. No, this can't be his fifth game, man. It only happened. Or days. sorry, tomorrow. I think if he comes back tomorrow, they reduce it down oh, two man. days from six. Man, he's, only, he's, only, he's only missed one game, I think, since it happened. Yeah, maybe the second game would be tonight. I think that he no, was, last, no, no, last night, last, the last, game. last night was the second game. Yeah, he's only played. They've oh, only played fuck. two games. I thought, thought he's played. At least it, it, only, it only happened last week, and they only played like two games a week, three games a week. Personally, I did. I don't see it being any worse than a three game suspension. I think that they feel it it should be brought down to three. And personally, I think that if if I'm Brad Marchand, I'm going to the league and I'm saying, you're giving me six for this, and you're letting McKinnon get away with nothing? Not even a fucking phone call? Not even a fine? Nothing? But we also don't know. I mean, Marchand could have went into this... uh, to this meeting with player safety and just said, you know, like, fuck you guys. Like, fuck you. I did you, it. How dare Who you cares? fucking bring me here again. I'd punch him again. And maybe that's why he got what he got. He, he, has, he has missed four games. He's missed four, four games? Yeah. So this would be, if he gets it knocked down to four, he'd be able to play tomorrow against Ottawa. Uh, yeah, Ottawa. Yeah, it is Ottawa, yeah. But yeah, I think they should knock it down to four. It's still more than the slew foot you got. You got three games for that. Knock down to four. I think six was just... Man, what are they, why is it taking so long to appeal that right now? Holy shit. I don't know. I, I, I don't That's really a know. long fucking wait for an appeal is, on something. Is Chris something. Pronger still, ahead of, or still head of player safety in <laughs> he the might, NHL? He might get <laughs> he, 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 he's probably life. confused right now. Exactly. <laughs> One too many hits in the head and he's... <laughs> all this, this is talk, why player safety is important. All this talk about Marchand and uh, McKinnon. I mean, I think we got to say a congrats to another Nova Scotian, Sidney Crosby, number 500. God damn, there's some good NHLers out of Nova Scotia. There's there's a few, let's say that. <laughs> yeah. A few. Uh, yeah, number 500, great career. You know, still, well, he's next pick for uh, Stanley Cup champ. Yeah, it's, I mean, fuck, yeah, impressive 500 goals. I mean, how, how more impressive it could have been if maybe... He wouldn't have missed so much time for the concussions he had early in his career. I mean, the guys had a great career, though. I mean, I've seen a lot of people lately comparing him to Ovi and being like, oh, well, Ovi has this many goals for this amount of points. Who fucking cares? Crosby's a few points back of him, like 170 less games played. Congratulations. Ovi's the scorer. There's, He's a lot there's of nev- goals back. There, there's, yeah. never, there's never been a doubt that Ovi's the scorer compared to Crosby, but fuck, man, who cares about that? Crosby's scoring 500 as a playmaker. I think it's the, impressive. Yeah, I think the key is what exactly what you said. 170 less games, and he's only 11 points behind yeah. Ovi. Yeah. So I mean, he's definitely the the, the bigger point getter. Hey, it's not even close there. I, I think I think anybody would agree that as a total package, Crosby has been a better player, and he probably would have 
a substantial amount more points if he wouldn't have had the injury issues yeah. that he did early yeah. in his career. He'd still be 200-plus goals back regardless. Ovi is by far the better pure goal scorer. He'd be getting close to 600, though, probably, if he wouldn't have missed that much time early but, in his career. But he'd but, still be like, said, what's Ovi, 760-something right now, I, I think? I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I, I like 500 goals, that's nothing to scoff at for anybody. 500 well, goals no. is a lot of goals <clears> in the NHL. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck like, yeah. And it was it was fitting that his 500th uh, career NHL, <laughs> NHL goal was, was against the, the was against three of our teams in, on this podcast, the Flyers, and it was his 50th goal <laughs> against that team, which is the most against any other team in his career. What a torture so. to that fucking franchise! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the Flyers, Claude Giroux, he wants out. Well, I don't know if he wants out, but he wants to win. He wants that cup. You know, hopefully. Sources are saying Minnesota, other sources are saying St. Louis, Colorado seems to be one of the favorites. I mean, yeah. Flyers, Flyers have to retain cap in pretty much any of these deals. If you're jumping coattails for the they? stronger teams, obviously Colorado. Just for like Colorado mini. Like, he, like, he, is a fir- he is in the final year of his deal. Yeah, but these guys don't have the cap, they don't have the cap space, space to bring right them now. in. But his cap hit would be very, very, very small. At the deadline, because you're only it, it's prorated. It's right? prorated, but it's still. So, I, it I might still be, think fifty percent cap hit, no matter what. I, I thought it would be based off of like the percentage of games. If he only plays ten percent of the season with said team that he gets traded to, or fifteen, whatever it is, hmm. I thought it was only fifteen percent of the there cap. Might actually a, there might be There might be a base amount or something. All the proje- all the predicted deals that I've seen all had the Flyers retaining cap because. The teams just don't have the space to bring them in. And realistically, if that's what it took for the Flyers to make a deal, why wouldn't you? Realistically. But at the same time, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn. I've been a Philly fan my whole life. And when I think Claude Giroux, he's a Philadelphia Flyer. And you don't see a whole lot of players anymore play their entire career with one team and one team only. As much as I want to see him get a cup, I want to see him succeed... I'd kind of like to see the guy play his entire career in Philadelphia. I mean, yeah, I, I've been a huge Drew fan my entire life. Well, as far as I've been following. Do you guys like all the same teams? Like, do you wear the same underwear, too? Like, I mean, I, Eagles know. fans, Flyers fans. Well, what else? I call there. myself an Eagles fan, but it's only because I didn't get into football until late. It's only because they won the Super Bowl the first year you started watching. No, well, come on. I was there with them for a couple years before that. But anyways. There's always room on the bad way. Yeah. Man. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I get off it now? But no. no. I mean, I like Drew. I want to see him win a cup. He's not going to win it in Philly. No. Colorado is one of the worst teams in the league for face-off win percentage. Mm-hmm. They could fucking use a guy that'd like be him. A, that'd be a huge veteran practice, man. Holy fuck. He's, he, one he, he's got the he experience. Had, he has playoff experience. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. been to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. He's played deep numerous times. He's art. I think he's top five faceoff percentage in the league. He can play the wing if need be. He he would he would he would help a very any versatile team. a very versatile leader. He's going to help any oh, team. Yeah. He's been yeah. the captain for years. Yep, like he he definitely has leadership. He's he, he'd be a good pickup for any team looking to try and yeah. make a serious run. That being said, I'd like to see Colorado win the cup. I know I harped on McKinnon there a little <laughs> while ago, but I'd like to see McKinnon win a cup. So do I. Colorado has a good team. Yeah. I think if Drew's trying to win a cup, that's I realistically this probably his best option. It, it makes a lot of sense for Colorado to push for him. And as much as I don't, I'd like to see him win a cup in Philly, but that's never going to happen. That'd it, be quite the power play one in Colorado, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. 
It'd be scary. It'd be scary. It'd be scary. Would he be on it though? Would he be on that? I mean, I, you would think he would. With his hardest Kodger's off. playing right now, I don't think he can take him off. second line, second power play. I thought I he believe. was playing the point with uh, McCarr. No. We could put him on. You could put well, Giroux on the point. I think I think Landy plays the point. I don't know. So Which you, it should be Ranton and McKinnon and Landy up front, and I, think, I thought it was Kadri McCarr on the back end. Yeah, I think I think Kadri would probably drop down to that second. He would but, have to, I think, if Drew came. Yeah, like, Kadri's would, playing fucking hot yeah, this it year. Would be so it would be something interesting. It would be interesting. Like, I mean, Giroud, he's not at, obviously not as prolific at it as what Stamkos was, but he's the guy that likes to be at the hash marks. Yeah. He's yeah. looking for that one-timer, that cross-ice pass, one-timer. I think St. Louis could use that help too, man. They could use a fucking top center to win this some face-offs and stuff. I don't know if he's necessarily a super big cup contender in St. Louis because they got a lot of shit to fucking figure out yet too, I think, but... <laughs> I mean, they're better than Philadelphia. Much better chances than them. What about what about Vegas? I know they're, they're, they weren't a team that you mentioned there, but they don't we, have we, space. We no. just talked about the cap room of having to put Stone on the long oh, trail to I, get Eichel. I, I know that. I understand that. But if you're not bringing Stone back until the playoffs, when the cap kind of gets thrown out the window, and you're going to go full Tampa, not kinda, it does get thrown out the window. Okay, so you're going to go yeah. full Tampa. I'm sure that they could do something to work it out to bring Giroux and break Giroux's wrist right now, put him on the long term <laughs> so, eye, and then pull no, back no, up. So, like, move potentially Philadelphia retains cap and takes a player back to clear enough cap space mm-hmm. because his cap hit's not going to be huge. Well, the That's problem they kind of did that with the Eichel deal, where you know they threw like Krebs was was what Buffalo wanted. They wanted Krebs in that deal, and Tuck was. A cap to, relief. Yeah. Cap Basically, cap, and he's doing great in Buffalo. Bet on that man. I'm just throwing that out there now. He's my favorite player, for sure, to bet on. Yeah, I mean, I think Drew going to Vegas would be definitely good to see. But, I mean, that team down the center is is pretty tight. Like, they're they're pretty good. Do, do but he really, can play the wing. That is true. And Stevenson can play right wing, too. I mean, I think he's uh, yeah. he's played there quite a bit yeah. this year. And that'd be something for Stevenson. He just keeps getting demoted, man. First line center all year, then second line, then third line. I think he's actually playing uh, first line right wing with Eichel tonight. So, oh, really? I thought, yeah. it was, I thought it was Dadnov and yeah. Patch is playing so, with maybe not. He, he's for sale in any of my fantasy leagues. If anybody listening out there would uh, like to pick him up, get him while he's low. Why is yeah, cool? well, that's cool well, enough. Well, in one of the leagues, you'd have to ask Brian's permission first, but... We won't get into that. <laughs> if Brian didn't trade him already on you. Yeah. <laughs> Flames acquire Tyler Toffoli for a first, a fifth, Tyler Pitlick, and some prospect that's probably never going to play. Toffoli goes, like, what's his impact, I'm going to say, on a fantasy level right now? Because we all play fantasy hockey, and, you know, Tyler Toffoli goes from being first line on a bad team to third line on a pretty good team. They've been pretty hot lately. They're red hot right now. Yeah. Yeah, they look pretty good. I mean, he's he's a pretty good goal scorer. I mean, he's, I think he's going to bring a good dynamic to that team. I think right now he's playing on a line with Monaghan and Dubay. Dubay. Yeah, so I think that lineup is now going to be... It's gonna be pretty hot. They got three solid. Monahan's fucking Monahan's he is fucking bad. Yeah, boss. That guy is a plug. Yeah. But Toffoli's a good player. Man, he had a good year last year in Montreal. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. Like, he was great in Vancouver clear, the year before. Clearly, they think fairly highly of him. They gave up some some decent draft capital to bring him oh, in. Yeah. I mean, 
what's to say he doesn't end up moving up in the lineup? Like, is he locked in at the third line? Could he potentially get, oh, break into the top? So there's there's got to be room, I Yeah, think. I think he could definitely push out one of, uh, I'm trying to think who plays on the right wing on their second line, Mangiapane maybe. I could see them yeah, potentially pushing yeah. him out. I mean, yeah, I think the, I think Calgary's going to be sneaky good. I don't know. I think Montreal won this trade pretty pretty, pretty good, honestly. The first is quite nice. I mean, Petlick could be solid. I mean, a fucking fifth is, I mean, it's kind of a throw-in, but I mean, I kind of look at it as like, Montreal wasn't, Montreal wasn't going to use him. I don't think when you look at impactful players to push you over the top and give Calgary a chance at being a serious contender, I don't think is really a guy that's going to push you over the top to make you that contender. And they gave up an awful lot of capital for a guy that's really not going to make a massive difference. They gave up a late first rounder, and that's about it. A late first rounder? Man, that could be fucking like a middle of the pack. Yeah, man, the season's still got a ton of time left. Yeah, I have a hard time believing Calgary's not going to make the playoffs. Oh, if they make the playoffs, that's their 16 teams that make the playoffs. Yeah. So, so I mean, if they let's, they could... let's, let's stick their pick in the 20 range. That's, I mean, not, that's not a bad pick, man. 20, 20th. Overall isn't terrible. But you got to realize... It's a late first. For a guy that's a 4.25 cap hit and fucking doesn't really... 27 points in 40 games, like... I mean, the Flames are first in the Pacific right now. so Because they've won eight straight games or something. Yeah, exactly. They get themselves there. I mean, so they're red hot right now, but just before that, before the All-Star break, they were fucking crumbling. Yeah, One. but they play in a real... <laughs> like, not a great division, so... You know, that helps them make playoffs for sure. Just I mean, it helps them cup, advance cup play contenders. Play. They're, they're three. They're three points up on Vegas, and they've played two games less. Yeah, they've less they, games than everybody they, else. They've, they've, won, they've won like eight straight. Well, Before that heater, they weren't even in the playoffs in that division. Yeah, but at the start of the year, they were fucking like a train on fire for Christ's sakes. I mean, they, they go as far as Marstrom goes, and that's why I don't think to fully really makes a massive difference. What's, what's to say Calgary doesn't go out and land a goaltender too? Oh, well, Flurry to Calgary? See, like, that would be a move I'd be more willing to... Why, though? Because, again, you don't have a backup there. And that guy, the same thing happens every year. The same year with Vancouver. They fucking play him so much, they wear him down. End of the year, he's fucking useless. Flurry and Leonard in Vegas. Did they win a cup? No, you don't need two top no, end goalies to win a cup. They were pretty fucking close. Did they win a cup? No, they didn't. <laughs> exactly. No, they did not. But also, they're, the, the backup in Calgary has also been playing quite well. Like, Vladar, I mean, he didn't do a whole lot in Boston. He wasn't bad. But obviously, they got rid of him as the third guy for a reason. And he's played fairly well. I think he's like 7-3 and three with a 250 goal against. I mean, he's a, he's a serviceable backup. But Markstrom, you're right, has been fucking hot. And I'd be scared to see eight. how the Flames have, would be doing without him. Eight shutouts right now. Eight. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Eight already. Holy fuck. <laughs> he could have 13 or 14 at this point of the year right now. So is that how good he's playing, or is that how is that a testament to how good the Flames team is in front of him? I think it's pretty uh, a testament to how so, good so, he's so playing. So then his save percentage is fucking sky high, too. Oh, I understand that, but Which obviously he's getting Calgary, bar- And he's like top five in the league in shots, I think, too. So he's getting barraged. Obviously the <laughs> Flames are playing a decent Oh. Full game too. Oh, clear. So adding clearly. to Foley to that mix is only going to help, and I, I, I like it. I like. I like. I think it's a win for both sides. Honestly, Montreal, well, Montreal is clearly they're, they're, they're dumpster fire. They're going nowhere they're quick trash. this year. Yeah. So they're going nowhere quick for the next. Anything that they can get. Day. Well, 
they got to stop going after the same. They got to they got to get away from the small Weber and Price French and players. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it, it's don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not I'm not hating on small French players, but you can't build your team around the same thing all the time. Is small French players a pun at the new head coach though. <laughs> <laughs> he was a pretty fucking good one. He was a good never coached a yeah. fucking game in his life. Here you go. Here take take an yeah, original. Take over, game. take over the range of this team that can't fuck. What, what are anything. your qualifications? Well, I'm French. Yeah, French Canadian. Hey, <laughs> you're hired. Want a cup? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, they definitely have to get away from that. They do. Sure. They 100%. do. Like, don't get me wrong. You de- you that that doesn't hurt. But you need to have. You got to branch outside of Quebec. Quebec doesn't produce the best players in the world. You know? in, in Quebec, they think they do, though. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They think they're the best at everything. The country of Quebec? Yeah. But at least there's one good team in uh, in Alberta, Calgary. This is true. I mean, Edmonton has been hot the last couple nights, but at least there's something for them to look forward to. See, if we're picking teams, I think Edmonton is better than Calgary. I think you're crazy. I also we should, we should put – let's put a wager on this. Sure, what is it? I'm not betting all three of you because I'm not fucking chucking up that <laughs> kind of fucking money. Now, let's, let's put 100 bucks on it. The Calgary finishes better than Edmonton at the end of the year. Okay. All right. This one's for you, Luke. <laughs> I like it. Why for Luke? Why for Luke? Because he it. fucking hates Edmonton. So. <laughs> I personally, Edmonton is one of those teams. I mean, they're, they're scoring a ton of goals here right now, but literally, they go into a cold spell. Vander Keen, man, that guy goals. came in. He just gelled instantly with that team. <laughs> And looks great. He's fucking plus eight through his first nine games. Well, that's just because he's got like the, nine or ten points already right now, man. Yeah. Like he's looking pretty fucking yeah. solid. Wait until the casino starts fu- coming back for all his fucking paychecks. <laughs> that old fucker yeah. Mike we'll Smith see. can stand on his head a little bit longer and make a few more saves. Oh my god! If the Edmonton Oilers are placing their uh, Stanley Cup hopes on Mike Smith, <laughs> good fucking luck. Oh, we're not saying Stanley Cup. We're just saying finishes better than Calgary. If you're putting your hopes on Mike Smith, good fucking luck. Uh, you know, Canada and the U.S. probably needed some here. <laughs> they would have so loved. They would have loved Mike Smith. Mike Smith. They would have loved Mike Smith. Goaltender of the tournament. Both eliminated in the quarterfinals. Canada at least lost to Sweden, so it's a little bit respectable. Slovakia. Slovakia beats the U.S. I mean, this is, you know. It's kind of a love-hate thing. Like, I love the fact that, you know, somebody other than Canada and U.S. aren't dominating because the Olympics are about amateur sport. They're not about seeing, you know, $100 million rosters. No, no. They're about the best of the best. Yeah, I really miss that. You said, it, you said, you said it's, it's like amateur kind of thing. It's not. You're bringing professional a- athletes amateurs, from every sport. Amateurs, the compete. world juniors. That's that's the amateur side of it. Like you're not you're not bringing hockey. you're not bringing in like the the speed skaters. They're they're professional speed skaters. They travel around the world competing in the world championships at speed skating. Same as the skiers. Right. They're professionals. That's what they do. Yeah. So why do you not have the best of the best playing hockey? It was unfortunate. Well, I, it, I mean, it it was the whole COVID. Thing, yes. Right? Like, Otherwise, NHLers would have been there. It was unfortunate for that fact there. But yeah, no. I watched one game and it was terrible. I, I feel like Ovi's over there playing right now. <laughs> I mean, the guy's been a ghost since we recorded our last podcast talking about hockey. Is he still one of the MVP, anybody? <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like I might have jinxed it, but I feel like he somehow he snuck over there. He's got somebody else wearing his OV jersey in the NHL, just <laughs> just taking a place up on the ice. Why is this guy not have the one timer <laughs> from the fucking dot right now? That's terrible. He's he's not so, been good. Just 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 so we all know, uh, OV played three games in the last five days. For, yep. for Washington. So, no, he's not over there playing guys. No, but somebody else is wearing his jersey, man. He's not doing nothing. He's been a ghost. In his last eight games, he has four points. Fire, four fire, points fire, fire, fire stretch with the 1.2 points per game he was averaging. That is not good. He has three points in his last three games. Four in his last eight. So that means he was real cold. He got into a really yeah. cold stretch. One point over five yeah. games is not good. But I kind of want to go back to talking about the Olympics, all joking aside. Personally, I think the fact that shootouts determine a winner and a loser in yeah, overtime yeah. is a fucking farce and one of the biggest jokes in sports. What a joke. You're yeah. playing a full team sport. It should not come down to an individual skills competition at the end, and it should especially shouldn't be deciding gold medals, quarterfinals, semifinals. I can understand it maybe in a round-robin game, because round-robin games don't mean as much. Yeah, loot like teams winning and losing. Yeah, you know what? Canada's won their fair share in shootouts. Yeah, they've lost. They go back to go back to ninety eight. Super teams. It's it's a fucking joke. It's a joke, and nobody's going to convince me otherwise. That that is one of the dumbest fucking things that anybody could think of. Yeah, to like today, I watched the. I think it was Sweden and uh, Russia. Russia R O C R O C. Yeah. Okay. So I watched them. They went into overtime. There was the three on three. It was it was decent hockey for the first couple of minutes. It was three on three. Three really? on three is a joke as well, man. Yeah. Like fucking five on five. If this means something, and then right they now. and then they went to the shootout, and it was kind of I don't know. It was kind of pathetic. I agree. Like I do not like the shootout in. Uh, it's like watching an all star game. Yeah, I don't like the shootout in in the Olympic. I mean, this decided who went to the gold medal game. Exactly. To me, it was silly. And then they were throwing uh, Gusev out there. Uh, which I assume is Nikita Gusev. Yeah, that was same, same guy. Yeah, yeah. So they were sending him out, I think, three times in three a row. Times, yeah, and he did the exact same move three times in a row. Like the ROC should not have won that game. It's a sin that they won. I, it was pathetic. Realistically, nobody should touch Russia in the Olympics. Where they're not allowing NHL players, Russia. Yeah, they should have sorry, the, the, the Russian, Russian Olympic yeah, Committee. KHL yeah. fucking players should everywhere. absolutely is. annihilate every team in the tournament. If sure, they're not yeah. well, everybody, not nothing, even not even just Russia, just European teams in general have the advantage on us because. There's fucking Swedish elite leagues and all that stuff too, right? So I mean, like they have all their own leagues over there with like professional players, I guess. I mean, semi-professional kind of thing, but yeah. they're professionals. But outside so, of the NHL, KHL obviously is the yes. the biggest hockey organization. Yes. And then for like okay. Canadians and Americans, man, not many of them play over in those leagues. They're all no. either in the NHL. And there's usually a reason yeah. why they do play over there because they're yeah. washed up and they can't hack it in the NHL anymore. Yeah. So, I mean. It's not just it's not just the Olympics either. I'm talking about like World Juniors. Yep. Don't get me wrong. That Taves Kane one Taves man Kane that yeah, one I enjoyed years ago, that thoroughly. It was it was a it was good, but Pierre Mueller was there too. It's it still it it Canada came out on top, and I was pumped about it. But at the same time, I can't preach that I hate something and then be happy that it worked out in my favor. So yeah, it shouldn't happen. It's got to go. Give Batman control. Fix the Olympics. Five on no, five. Actually, no, <laughs> Twenty minute periods. Five on five. Nobody scores. You move on to the next period. Five on five. Twenty minutes, and it keeps going until you have a winner. Yeah, yeah. It's the way it should be. Yeah, so, it's a team sport. What you, what year was it that Philly had that crazy? Uh, 
what, eight-period game in the playoffs? Pittsburgh? Oh, oh geez, fuck, yes. it was years yeah. ago. It's probably, it's probably the longest hockey game. I, I actually watched that game. It was, like late 2000s? I, think. I, yeah. I don't remember myself. But it's funny, you mentioned Philadelphia. And it just You reminded me of a shootout that Philadelphia was in years ago. And this was the year they went on the Stanley Cup run. They ended up losing in game six to the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, they were in a shootout with the Rangers in the last game of the season oh, yeah. to make the playoffs. I remember that. And had they, I, I forget how many rounds it went, but the fact that literally it was you win the shootout, you're in the playoffs. And then they almost win the cup. And then they almost win the cup. Like that, yeah. it, didn't, didn't they come back from 3-0 that year? Yeah, they were down 3 nothing to Boston. Yeah. <laughs> and Suck at Boston. Came back to win. Fourth, yeah. team, fourth team to ever do it. But uh, the men's hockey in the Olympics was boring. I watched, like I said, a little bit, and it was terrible hockey. But the coverage is kind of shit, too, because it's like... You're watching you know, replays. I, well, yeah, I understand that they move all around with the Olympics, whatever, but like, it really should appeal to the North American market, I think, a little bit more. I think there's a lot, lot, like, the, a lot more... The women's gold viewers. medal game was like midnight. Yeah. Was the start mm-hmm. time. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, but that's because of where they're playing. That was probably... Yeah, but play the... 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, but play, I don't know, play like a late game or something over there. Like you play like a fucking 9 o'clock game at night over there. We'll actually have to see it in the morning here. Congratulations to them, by the way. Yes. Super stoked. Big win. Bring the gold medal back to Canada. Yeah, and Sarah Nurse, man, she's an animal. I think she had like 18 points in the in the tournament. It Maybe the Oilers should sell her She can pair with her brother. I think that's her cousin. Yeah, it's cousins. Cousins. yeah, okay. Either way, either his way. sister is uh, Keener plays yeah. in WNBA. Yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah. that whole it, family yeah. is like super just athletic, wild. Yeah. super yeah. athletic. Isn't yeah. it Don McNabb's his uncle or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he's related yeah. to Don, Don McNabb yeah. too. Yeah, and his father played in the CFL. Like Jesus that Christ, crazy. that's crazy, man! What a bunch of athletes. Yeah, yeah. but uh, there was a Nova Scotian girl on that team too, Jill Sonia. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it's impressive, nice gold medal. And not the Jill Sonia that if anybody's listening to the podcast, it might be a friend of theirs. It's it's not that one. No. It's a different one. <laughs> but Jill, you can be that good at hockey too. <laughs> Scott, betting lines for the weekend. You got a couple games picked out. I know there's stuff you're keeping your eye on. You always are. You got way too much time on your hands. Well, I mean, now that we're uh, sort of taking this to the professional route, uh, follow our Twitter and degenerate uh, Facebook page for all our picks every day. But uh, yeah, there's a there's a couple of games on the weekend that I'm going to be looking forward to. Uh, this Edmonton Winnipeg game, take the over. As soon as the line comes out, take the over. It's going to be a fucking <laughs> shootout. It's going to be goals everywhere. So is this tomorrow night? This is tomorrow night. This is Saturday. Saturday. Also, I think Marshawn's going to come back early. I think they're going to reduce his suspension down to four games. And if nobody they... cares about that, we're talking about betting lines. This is his betting line. This, this is why he's betting Bruins. He's rambling and. They've been in a little bit of a, a downward spir- spiral, so they're playing Ottawa Nothing tomorrow Nothing like I want to turn you around. They're playing Ottawa tomorrow night. Swayman's in net. Get rid of fucking Allmark. I think take them. They're, they're going to have a good game. And, yeah, I mean, the Kings against the Coyotes tomorrow. Oh, my God. That game's just a mess. Like, yeah. They both suck. Take the, take the puck line. Definitely take the puck line. They're going to kill them. Yeah, I mean... Who are your favorite players to prop bet with? I mean, Alex Tuck, he's mine. Cap was off. You know, I watch him quite a bit. Uh, I'm definitely more of an in-play basketball guy. I like winning money that way. You know, what players are you watching? 
And we're going to get Nick and Murph involved in this at some point. They're going to start it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, for for me, you have to go, like, for hockey player props, the guys that you want to watch are on the teams that score the most goals. I love betting guys to get an assist or to get a point. So teams that score lots of goals, like Florida. Florida's good, but the worst thing about Florida is everybody on that team scores points. It's yeah, not just yeah. the big guys. Um, but Minnesota, that's that's my favorite team. Kaprizov. Guys like Zuccarello, like Hartman, all these guys get a ton of assists. Always bet them. I mean, they always score goals. They're one of my favorites. I wouldn't have any set players, I don't think. It's just basically it's all matchups. Whatever matchups work out good for you is the way you're going to look at it. Yeah. Just pick who you pick. Pick the players that are playing against the weaker teams, more or less. I wouldn't say have any favorites. I mean, anybody on Pittsburgh, like Crosby and Gensel and Russ and those guys, they're probably a pretty... Safe bet to get points. I mean, they're all over point per game average, I'm pretty sure. Yep. So more often than not, they're getting to the points. Yep. They yeah. are barely p- paying even odds, though. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they, any, they, any, they any top players aren't going to pay too good, I wouldn't think. <clears throat> yeah. And, I mean, like you say, big assist guys that play on the top power play on teams that score goals. Hammer them. Guy like, guy like Patches right now, maybe he'd be a guy to start taking a look at. Yeah, Eichel, good luck. Eichel yeah. feeding him the puck now. I took Eichel over two and a half shots tonight. So we'll see if that pays off. He only off. had one last game. Let's hope he brings his game a little more. Marks nice. must play parlay. Make sure to watch it on the Facebook page. He was also playing against Colorado in his first game. Yeah, too, a little so. bit of a tougher yeah, performance. That is yeah. tough. Uh, bets this weekend, I'd say as much as it pains me, I mean, the, the Ducks are paying pretty good and they, they have nowhere to go but up. Who are they playing? The Canucks. Ooh, that's your team. <laughs> yeah, I know. Taking the Ducks against the Canucks. It's t- I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want the Ducks to win, but at 2.35, that's pretty solid odds. I mean, the Canucks are definitely anything from a powerhouse, I would say. Canucks are playing pretty hot right now, but I mean, that just kind of means they're ready for a off night. Ducks are playing like shit right now. Yeah. So sooner or later, they got to pull one out of their ass here. Yeah. This might be the game to bet on them for, I mean, pretty good return anyway. I mean, if they can get a couple quick ones on Demko and get in his, get in his cage, maybe, because that guy is, he's been lights out lately. Yeah. He got the other night against Toronto, man. He was getting barraged. I think he I had watched, 51 saves, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. He might have cracked into the 50. Yeah, it was, it cra- was, it was, cra- it was crazy. I was watching that game. Like I watched the whole third period. I think Toronto oh, dropped them like 23 to like 6 in the third period. It was embarrassing. They were all over them, and Demko was just doing everything he could. That's the only chance the Canucks have at winning games pretty much, <laughs> by the way. So, Scott, uh, you know, with people following our picks, following the Facebook page, listening to the podcast, you know, anybody new getting into, you know, betting, I'm not going to call it gambling. I'm just going to call it betting because you can kind of make it a business, right? You know, what would you say to somebody new just getting in? Ooh, bet with your gut. I mean, that's that's pretty much all it is. I mean, if you lose a bet, don't try to double down and try to win it back. That's literally the worst thing you can possibly do. That's that's when it becomes gambling. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's when you know you have a little bit of that degenerate problem. I mean, I've I've battled it over the years, trust me, I know. And I mean, just until lately, I have gotten rid of the itch to have action on every game that plays you don't need to have action on every game pick the ones you like stick with them don't go crazy but i will say i I agree with mark i love betting basketball 
player props in basketball. That's, yeah. that's you're, a dandy. You're, you're, you're PRA, PRA points. Yeah. You're better Sarah at winning pieces. one sure pick that you fucking have a good good feeling and then fucking trying to spread it over three. You're definitely right in that. Yeah. You're better off putting one big bet on something that you're fucking almost sure of than putting yeah. like three or four small bets on shit don't, that you're unsure don't, of. Don't chase the 250 odd. Like the... Like the like the two fifty on is just crazy. Stick under if it's that a, two. if it's a, if it's a one and a half. I mean, who cares if you if you feel good about it, that good about it. That's when you then you can put it. a big money put yeah. big money on it. Yeah, yeah. And there is a lot of guys that all they do is bet underdogs. They love they love the dogs. They'll go out and they'll spend say they'll put one unit on two separate underdogs, mm-hmm. and as long as one of them wins, then they're they're in money. Oh yeah, so it, the fucking payout's huge. Yeah, yeah, it is good. And another team that has been fucking killer as underdogs lately is the Ottawa Senators. I mean, yeah, they've been they've been upsetting a lot of teams lately. They have that team that can just go out and score five on any yeah. given night. They're an annoying. And they're disappear an, the next night. They're an annoying team. Completely disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Little yeah. fucking yeah. completely. It's just like they didn't even show up. Yeah. the next night. So Never one the next night. So one thing we're missing here: Tuka Rask calling it a career. I mean, I think we have probably all seen it coming. You know, he had a bad first couple games back, but I mean, overall his career is just good job, Brophy. Yeah. I'm dumping them. Yeah, a few times. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Tukarask, he's he's been great. Is is he a Hall of Fame goalie? Fuck man, his numbers are good. He's got good numbers. I mean, I I'd have to look up some of the other goalies in the, in, in the NHL that are already in the Hall of Fame. But 308 wins, 165 losses, 52 shutouts, a career 2.28 goals against. How many cups? Just the one. Just one? Yep. Yeah. Just the one. Yeah. I think Tim Thomas was the... It was. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was Tim Thomas. Yep. Trust me. It was Tim Thomas. But he also, he won the Vezna in 2014, and he's got the most games played by a goalie in Bruins history. So, I mean, that's that's pretty good. The only thing that sucks about Rask is all the Toronto fans have to be super upset they didn't get get him. They took Raycroft. (laughs) (laughs) That is kind of funny. He's, he's he's got great numbers, but I don't know. It's just it's tough. It's a tough one just because I feel like he's had some fucking amazing teams playing in front of him his whole career. So I mean, so did Martin Brodeur. Yeah, but Brodeur's stats were way better, way more wins, way more Vesnas. I twice the amount of cups. He's I I don't think anybody here can actually. I'm not. honestly compare. Right? No, I am not no. comparing them. He's just saying he had a good stretch. team in front of him. But I, just, I, said, I mean, his good team in front of him was fucking way better numbers and way better fucking trophies and shit and accolades. But his stats really, outside of the wins and the shutouts, the and the Vesnas, but the goals against and average the average save, save percentages and are con, relatively and the, and the con smice and the two cups and all that jazz. Everything except how many all star appearances did they make? <laughs> That's what the term is I, I'm not saying that he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But it's I, tough. His numbers are probably good enough. It's like I said, I just kind of look at it as with Boston being so good for so long and always being a very sound defensive team, it kind of takes away from his stats a little bit. I think even though it might not be fair to do that to him, just in my head, that's the way I kind of look at it. So then how come... Uh, okay, so I go back to what I just said. Why wouldn't you knock... Brodeur? I would knock a little bit off Broder, But when I knock him down, he's still substantially ahead of Tukarask. I, I'd be curious to say, like, uh, don't get me wrong, Brodeur is arguably the best goaltender of Way all time. Way different era hockey, too, so it's even fuck, it's fucking like, harder, he, too. He'd literally play a whole game, and he'd face, like, 12 shots. But it was a shadow baby. 12 shots, man. Like, Brodeur also spent a career playing 70 games. 
He see, played a lot of fucking games, yeah, so he yeah. should have a lot more wins. He should have a lot more shutouts. Because hmm? the NHL's different now. I but mean, Rass, if the Rass couldn't hang with that. He was, you'd have seen Rass stats fucking inflate big time playing seventy some odd games. Would you? Hundred percent. I don't know yeah. if he would. I feel like the I feel like NHL's Hall of Fame. They're a little bit more stringent on like who it, gets in compared to some other sports. Yeah. There's usually ben, there's usually yeah. benchmarks. There's like but benchmark numbers to get in. If, kind if of you thing. look at some of the goalies that are in the Hockey Hall of Fame, I personally don't see how Rask gets in myself. I don't, I, I don't think he gets in. Maybe if he played another five years, maybe you got one more cup, you'd, I could probably maybe see him there. But I don't know. 308 <laughs> wins is not a lot of wins. It, it, it really isn't. That's not a huge number of wins. For um, being on that dominant of a team, as Boston was like fucking first in that division like every fucking year for years. He should have had a substantial amount of wins, but he just never played the games because... He had three years where he played over 62 games. Yeah, that's pretty good. But, I mean, what was that? What was that? He was, like, 50s? Yeah, he, yeah, he only so, had, so like, he's like 20, years. So he's, like, 20 games back of what, like, the big guys were playing yeah. back in the day, right? Well, I mean, the backup goalie in Brodeur's day, I mean, he could have been the seventh defenseman, too, because at the end of the day, they just it was didn't like, need him. It was like that Ayers guy, that the Zamboni driver. Yeah. That's pretty much what he was. That was Brodeur's backup. Yeah. Yeah, like... I mean, like I said, it's gonna be cl- it's gonna be close. He's gonna be like a fringy kind of guy. I'm making it in, but yeah. I just knock away from him for being on a really good team for so many years. Yeah, yeah, I can understand. That. Just, but he's close. Is, he's definitely close. He's right there. He's right there. I, I think the num- the wins are low. Like you say, I do agree. And I, but I feel like the goals against average, the save percentage, they're really nice numbers. Yeah, they're, they're oh, yeah. nice. Yep. the The shutouts are fairly high. Mm-hmm. Like I'm. He's got fifty some shutouts. Like I just, I, I don't know. I think, I think he's an iffy guy. Mark, Markstrom might get him this year. Good career, just in this season. <laughs> <laughs> you better hope not. You, you just yeah, made up. Fuck me on that bet, pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. It would. It would indeed. Can't win games. They're not scoring any goals on him. <laughs> yeah, fin- finish the season with twenty five shutouts. <laughs> so, so his three hundred and eight wins are thirty third all time. So, like you, you say, it's it's not a lot of wins. but... 38, hockey's been played for a long time. He's the 38 most wins. He played a lot of years, too. Not really. He's got, like, 14? I think 13, 14, yeah. That, that's not really a lot of years, that's though. I bet, you, I bet you it's a lot goalie. for a goalie. I, I think it's a lot I, for a goalie. I think in this age of hockey, it is. I think it's a lot for a goalie. I don't think you're going to see too many goalies play 14 years anymore. No, I don't think you'll see it. And I think even, goalies. like, back in, like, the old days with, like, Howard talking on those guys, at, or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, so who are the, who are some of the most recent goalies that are in the Hockey Hall of Fame that would have been inducted? So like we got Patrick Brodmoir, yeah, um, and like Ed Belfour, Don Kashuk, like all those guys would have played. Well, Longo never, well never made it. never made it in, Anthony. No, 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 no not yet. Should he make it in? Probably not. He probably falls. Conversation in the same, for another. He probably think, falls in the same kind of category as Rask. I, I without, would, the, without the cup. Yeah, I would think Luongo would. But it's yeah. Hockey Hall of Fame. It's not just NHL and True, Luongo yeah. internationally. Yeah, has been. Longos gets some pretty good fucking numbers. He, man. he does. Yeah, he's yeah. missing the he's missing the cup. That's why I say he's similar to Rask. He's just missing the cup. Yeah, but the, and the cup, cup's not the cup everything. Is a but, team but, but, but it's, it's still not, it's still a tick in your box for being a positive. But that's like saying that all star appearances should fucking have. A, no, it's, it's not. We were just talking about this with a, cu- a cup is at least a fucking a- achievement, man. But to all stars a fan vote. When we talked about it with Stafford, I'm not a person that thinks that a team a player needs that championship to get into the. You're not. Not many people are getting in the Hall of Fame without a championship. But you don't control if you win. A, is Joe Thornton going to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame when he retires? 
Because you don't have a fucking championship. He probably will, but he's going to have... (laughs) He probably will because he's going to have a fucking ton of stats by the end of his career. But he doesn't have a championship. But he also put a lot of years. And 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 he might not even be a first ballot guy. But I mean, if you think about it, like, as much as I'd like to say the Stanley Cups don't make the man when it comes to the Hall of Fame, but, I mean, Grant Fuhrer is in the Hall of Fame. He's got like four Stanley Cups, and his stats yep. are not that good. No, they're not. He's got a winning record, he obviously. Had very good you look at the team that was behind players. him, you can't say it's not Stanley Cup. Hopefully, they're in front of him. Hopefully, they're in front of him. I don't disagree. Grant Fuhrer, though, was known for stepping up and playing in the playoffs. Like, he, he was. Doesn't have good numbers. Well, he, was, no. he was known for Gretzky and Messi scoring like seven or eight but goals and him giving up five. And he still was also game. played at a different time. He that, did. That, that, those, that he was did. like the numbers oh, yeah. from that time. That's what I said. Mean, every, if he was in the NHL serious. now, yeah. and had those numbers, he wouldn't even fucking get yeah. remotely close to being yeah. talked about for the Hall of Fame. Everything was different back then, man. The gear was different. The athleticism was not even fucking like, it's not even close that to team the was, same. Those teams back then were actually nasty. I never actually realized it. And I will say for anybody that hasn't read the Marc Messier uh, biography book, go read it. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. That team was nasty. So our rap expert, Scott, also has a reading recommendation for us. He's now our reading expert. God, wears many hats. hats. (laughs) I do my best. I do my best. Alrighty, guys, that's all the time we got tonight. Stay fucking degenerate.